Jesus' name. Um, Today we're going to talk about Vision Mountain. What we try to do towards the end of the year is talk about vision uh, going into the uh, end of the year and going into the beginning of the year uh, as you prayerfully prepare vision for your homes. Um, We found out over the years that if there's there's depression, if there's frustration, if there's confusion, uh, and if there's a uh, disagreement or, 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 or battle or, or, or you know how people go through midlife crises and th- different things like that, even in marriages, we found out that th- there's a vision deficit. We're not talking about speculation. We're talking about uh, a clear vision. You know, the thing about vision, it always gives you something to look forward to. And it's something that, especially in marriages or in families, we're moving towards together. It gives you something to look forward to. You know, what I, what I love and what I've been fortunate to experience, we were talking about this yesterday, is, is a marriage with a partner that we have vision. Um, we're in agreement with the vision. And, um, you know, we just watch how God keeps uh, manifesting different situations and stages for us, which uh, is phenomenal. I just think it's powerful. All right, let's go to Habakkuk 2. Get into a back of two. It's a pretty familiar scripture for here at the church because we talk about vision a lot. But uh, let's let's look at. Uh, we'll start here. We're going to emphasize verses two and three, but we'll start at verse one. It says, "I will stand upon my watch." And set me upon the tower, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. So so I'm very attentive to not only what I'm doing, but am I pleasing God? And um, I'm not running from God. I'm not hiding from God. I'm in a position where I'm alert and attentive to 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 hear from Him, and I'm making sure I've, I've. I've been in such communion, I know how to respond in a level of understanding, a level of reverence, and a level of obedience um, and receptivity, right? Verse 2, it says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. So now, now, now God is communicating. I was alert and prepared, and God started to communicate, and he said, uh, hey, write the vision and make it plain. Upon the tables that he may run with it that readeth it. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. It has an appointed time. To everything there's a season, there's a time to every purpose. It says, but at the end it shall speak. It shall express itself. It shall not lie. It shall not be opposite of what it was designed to do. Though it tarry, wait for it. Though it seems like it's taking a while, wait for it. Because it will surely come it will not tarry. It won't take long is what it's saying. It won't take longer than it needs to take. So here, here you have a, a wonderful scripture. It's like it's waiting on to hear from God. God and waiting on hearing from God. God said, write the vision and make it plain. Well, vision is not plain if it's not detailed, clearly written out. It says that they can run with it that read it there. So it's kind of hard to run with the vision or for us to stay in harmony if the vision is not clear. If it's not clear. So, you know, we're in a marriage. If the vision is not clear, we can be off track. You know, at the, 
at the uh, 2009, going into 2010, the Lord said, by the end of next year, you guys will be in Charlotte, North Carolina. Never been in Charlotte in our life before. So I had, I had, been, I had been working on researching because I had a conversation with, the, with my former pastor. And, and in that conversation, he had said, well, right now, I, I really don't know what to do as far as that is concerned. Um, as far as, you know, the, the first person that would be sent out a planet. So I said, oh, cool, no problem. I'll just research. I just was researching. I wasn't, I ain't had no time frame, just gathering information. This is the thing. Before the vision manifests, it doesn't hurt to gather information. You know, it doesn't hurt to gather the information about the, the, the book, the business. It doesn't hurt. That's not. But let's say if, if, if you're on your watch and God said now's the time, you gather the information. So I was uh, researching, and then, you know, and I always sit down at the end of the year. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be the end of the year. It could be throughout the year going towards the end of the year. But God said by the end of next year, you'll be in Charlotte. So I was like, okay. And so I said, well, now I got to step up my efforts to put together. So now I got to make this plain. So I was researching, but if I gave somebody the research, it wouldn't have been clear. So I put together a proposal. You know, I gave it to my wife. Um, so she could see it, and it was a 100-page proposal. Uh, uh, it was a two-year timeline, a two-year plan. It had, a, it had a, 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 maybe like 40 pages of the benefit of a sending church to plant someone. You know, just, I just want to make sure I covered all bases. <laughs> uh, but then when I, when I had my first meeting with the pastor, I didn't bring the, 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 the proposal because I was advised, well, that's not the meeting where you want to bring a proposal. You know, there's so much information on the proposal. That's the meeting where you guys are having a conversation. So in that conversation, I said, well, this is the Lord told me by the end of next year we would be in Charlotte. And um, I said, I put together a proposal, but I didn't have it. And he says, well, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. You know, uh, I'm not going to get into all of that. I'll just focus on the most positives. Uh, he said, I'm in agreement. So then I sent the proposal later, but I left out the 40 pages of the benefit of planning because he said he was in agreement, so I didn't think that was necessary. So I sent the other 60 of 60 or so of the details, uh, two-year timeline. Who would, I did about, I don't know, I don't know, 17 things. I always say 17. It could be 12, could be 11. But I did a lot of things. So I said, this person will take over this. This person will feel in this. This person will be responsible for this. This person's already been trained to step up and do this. This person will be able to do this. These are all the people I'm counseling, and this is where they are in their stage of counseling. Uh, these are some people that really have been stepping up to a whole nother level. So these are the people that were, could replace what I do. These are the people coming behind them that would be great at doing stuff. All this was in detail. This is what we'll teach. This is how we'll gather. This is uh, how we'll acclimate ourselves to the city. We'll show up at all of these particular meetings that you will have. This is uh, the tithe that our church will tithe to the church. Everything was in there, like, to, to, to detail. Because I was trying to make it plain and clear. So when God told us, I was already researching, it was a lot easier. Okay, it was a lot easier to transition. That doesn't mean it was easy to transition. Because some things happened that wasn't in the vision that I couldn't even foresee, right? So, so this vision um, is a wonderful thing. But in reality, uh, vision is a mountain. Vision is a mountain. That's why we're talking about Vision Mountain. 
uh, I was sharing this with my grandson uh, this past week. I said, uh, you know, because he's, he's growing in hoops. I said, grandson, it's a journey, not a sprint. And I said, so you got to look at this is your first year playing eighth grade basketball. I said, so your first game is step one. Don't look at it as, oh, my God, how come I, 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 I didn't perfectly perform? So no, no, that's just step one. I said, next game is step two. I said, it's a journey. It's a, you're, you're, you're going through a process. It's not a sprint. And it's like we was having a conversation last week about uh, parenting. And, and I was like, well, this is the thing. The thing is you, you commit to the lifestyle of doing what's best for your kids and be consistent with that. You, you don't keep stopping to look for the outcomes, Right? Well, because that's what frustrates you because if you're climbing a mountain and, and you keep saying, are we there yet? It's going to be a lot higher, harder to climb a mountain. But if you commit to, I'm just climbing a mountain. This is what I do. You're going to look up and find yourself at the top of the mountain. But if you keep stopping and go, okay, where I'm at, measure this out. Pull out the compass. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. No, you want to commit and just, this is my lifestyle. This is how I flow now. And you look up and you'll get beyond the results that you expected, right? Beyond the results. And so I think we're better off committing to the climb than calculating our arrival. We're better off committing to the climb. One is vision path. We're better off committing. See, this is the thing. We, 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 something in us tweaks us. Like, like, listen, don't tell me if you don't want me to pay attention, lock in, pray about it, and believe God for it. Don't even tell me that. Well, I don't know anybody telling me. And then you could change. You could, you could change your mind. You could second guess it. I, I, I haven't changed. Ask anybody. Ask her. I haven't changed. I'm still, what, what God showed me is what I believe. Unless God says something different. If you told me something and it bears witness what God already told me, I'm already praying to intercede. So you can go off the beaten path. You can act your, you could be at a red light and go, man, I don't think I want to do that. I'm not at the red light. I wasn't in that conversation, so I'm still locked on what God said. I'm, we're still moving in that direction, right? And so, so what, what the struggle is, how does somebody say, ah, I don't think I'm going to do that right now. Ah, I changed my mind. They've never committed. It's only something that they believe to do, and if everything lined up right, oh, ooh, 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 that looks good, good. <laughs> Without incentives, they probably ain't moving. But a commitment doesn't need incentives. I'm committed. See, the thing is, we marry. Well, I always say you marry by faith and you grow in love. But we, I engaged her five months after we met. God said that was my wife. And I, everything in me, my heart jumping around, knew that that was my wife. So, so I never did this before in my life. I never committed to anything in five months. Matter of fact, I never committed to nothing in seven years. <laughs> like, I, I, I wasn't a committing dude. You know, I'm not committing. You know, it may look like committing, but I ain't committing, committing, committing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. But, you know, like, you got, just in case this fool lose their mind, you know what I'm saying? But I actually committed, obviously, because it's the first person I've married in my life. And then we, we engaged in five months, married in ten. But I committed. Without what? No guarantees. There's no guarantees that this one won't uh, snatch the 
you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because you're in some situations, folks snatch the whole uh, being from under you. Like, you know, like, you know, your whole ego and confidence. You know, you, and they be like, oh, man, I thought I was special, man. I thought I, I thought you cared, right? So, but I committed. But, but see, I wouldn't have been able to do that. The reason why I was so quick to do that, I did something before that. I committed to God. Committed. I know. I ain't talking about playing with God. I'm talking about committing to God. See, this is the thing. We want commitment. Right? And every, let somebody be in your life. You want commitment from him, right? <laughs> Say it loud like you're black and you're proud. No, I'm just playing. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, right? But you do. You want commitment, right? But you got to give it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Can I get an amen? <laughs> right? See, see, the thing is, we want commitment, but how many of us have really been committed to anything? To anything. But we, oh, so you ain't going to commit? We were talking about the master life. The master life, we were talking about forgiveness, and we were saying our resource for forgiveness is that we've been forgiven. Right? And then so we went to the story in Matthew 18, 21 through 35, when uh, the, the guy comes to his servant. He's like, oh, man, he ain't pay his bill. He said, listen, take his wife, take his kid. He said, take all that he has until my debt is paid. So he dropped to his knees, worshiped, and said, Master, hey, man, come on, man. Have some compassion. He said, be patient with me. He was just asking for more time. Well, he, he has so much compassion. He said, oh, oh I'm not, not only am I going to be patient, your debt's forgiven. The guy goes out. Now, he owes like 10,000 talents or something like that. He goes out. Somebody owes him 100 pence, not 10,000 talents. He grabs the guy by the neck. Where's my money? I was going to say something else, but where's my money? <laughs> right, right. Uh, and he said, uh, he, says, he says, man, I, I, he, says, he says, man, have patience with me. Same thing he asked. He was like, nah, put him in prison and said, listen, let him stay there until he paid me. So his boy saw that and was like, wait a minute, dude, you just got forgiven for like 10000 So they go tell the Lord. The Lord comes back and said, you wicked servant. I forgave you of, of your debt. And this is what you do to somebody that owes you? So not only did this guy get, get locked up, but he was, they, they said he sent him to the tormentors until he paid everything. Now, how does this line into commitment? It's the same thing. How we treat people that don't commit and we haven't committed, I think it's amazing. I just think it's amazing. It's almost like, oh, no, 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 no. There is zero tolerance for this. I'm going to make you pay every day. Cheating the value of, of agreement and reconciliation and forgiveness, which we talked about in Life class this morning, right? Because they're not committed, but we haven't committed. We, have, we haven't committed, but we expect commitment and loyalty. Just something to, something to think about. And, and, and so, so when we're on this vision mountain and we're climbing this mountain, again, like I said, we're better off committing to the climb than calculating our arrival. And it's amazing when, 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 when the vision mountain shows up, like some of us try to get around it. You know, we're always trying to, it's got to be another angle or way around this mountain. And, and we tried this through 
uh, early success, like we want early success, we want props, we're grabbing for instant gratification. But see, that's not our life with the Lord. Our life with the Lord is uh, he's had us patiently climb this mountain. While we're climbing this mountain, we're hidden, right? While we're climbing this mountain, we're, we're hidden the whole time believing for future fulfillment. And it looks like people are paying us no mind, ignoring us. Looks like things are being delayed. Looks like we're never going to get past this. You know, uh, and while we're climbing this mountain patiently, it's at the expense of getting props. Like sometimes people don't give you the props. Sometimes they overlook you. Sometimes you're not even thought about. I was, I was studying this out in a book, uh, Emotional Healthy Spirituality. It's a book that we use for uh, small groups in the other church that we were at. And one of the things that, 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 that it highlighted for me, in the first first 150 years of us being around and even in this, cu- this country that we're in now, it was all about private victory. Like, like when pe- people raising their kids, it was with godly principles because this, this culture, this country was founded on godly principles despite what you believe. Um, but it was about private victory. So it wasn't, a, nobody, nobody needed likes. <laughs> You know, it, it was just about, hey, you look up and you be like, I didn't even know you were doing that. You own that? Wait a minute, wait a minute. You own all of those? It was just private victory. And the last 60 years of this culture, it's been about public victory. It's, 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 see, again, 60 years, that's two years longer than I've been living. So that means for most of all of our existence in this building, we've been in a culture where it's about, all about being seen, right? Now, not about character, but about being seen. So we'll work too hard to present ourselves away, like, like hoping nobody discover what's behind the scenes, the character, the substance within us. See, 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 again, during Patient Mountain, God is trying to bring us back to character, back to not being depressed if you're in a season of being hidden or covert, but understand he's preparing you to handle some things going forward. When you get to the top of the mountain, you'll be able to handle what he has for you up there, right? Uh, in the same book, uh, it, it gave an example of how our life is, and it said, you know, we're, we're pretty much like icebergs. And it said only 10% of an iceberg is visible to the eye. Only 10% of the iceberg. And you no, know, if, you, if, you, if you ever either see a movie or if you've been in, in Alaska, one of them different places, th- that iceberg looks like a mountain. But it's only 10% of the entire iceberg. Right? And, you know, and all this happened way back when... Uh, uh, if you, if you study out in Genesis, when the floods came, it said the, the waters rose so high, they swallowed up the mountains. And so if you see an iceberg, it's just some of the waters receded. <laughs> but the mountains still underneath. That means 80% of what that iceberg is, is beneath, right? And so this 10% that's seen of this iceberg 
of us as icebergs represents the visible changes we make that the others can see. So it's being nice, respectful, attending church, refraining from cussing, uh, refraining from drinking, those that do it, and those that refrain from drinking, and, and all different types of other behaviors. The remaining 90% is under the surface, just like the iceberg. It's covertly disguised, can only be seen through longevity and pressure. Can only be seen through longevity and pressure. Basically, the other 90% can only be seen when character is truly revealed, right? And so, so the reason why God has us patiently climbing this vision mountain because the more you climb, the more is revealed. Just like a rocket, every, each level of elevation, it sheds off something. Like the same rocket that left the, the, the ground in, this, in the United States is not what ends up in space. Each level of altitude, it sheds off something. Right? And each level that we climb in God, we shed off something. You know, I was, uh, I'm a reference to a couple of people. Not, I don't know what they're doing. I'm not hanging out with them in their life. But I'm referencing some of the things that they process through. Um, uh, I was uh, researching Steve Jobs. He was willing to intentionally fail to discover the right operating system before he finally blew up. So he just kept making mistakes. And he, he was intentionally doing it. Until he found the right operating system, which we actually operate in right now. Blowing the market away. Uh, one company got rid of, because I'm a friend of somebody in the, in the company, got rid of like 200 major employees because of what he did. See, the scripture says this in Romans 8.18. It says, the sufferings of this present time aren't worthy to be compared of the glory that shall be revealed in us. So we go through a, a process on this vision mountain. And it seems as though we're suffering because, look, we're hidden. We're behind the scenes. Like we're, 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 we're instructed not to save face. Let them get the props. Let it seem like they're, they're taking advantage of you. Right, remember when, when Jesus died, the adversary, I, I guarantee you, the devil and all his demons were throwing a party. <laughs> what? Listen, free reign, like, 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 like free everything for everybody. Jesus is gone, this, that, and the other. You know, so at Friday night, you know how it is. They still doing it to this day. Partied on Friday night, partied on Saturday, Sunday came. What do you mean? He, 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 he's alive. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. With more power? <laughs> no. But see, look at, look at what Jesus went through. Like, like someone that, that came down from on high, had the power to never sin, could go into a mountain and pray and feed 5,000, 7,000, could spit in the clay and heal somebody's eyes, right? Can walk on water, allow Pharisees, Sadducees, uh, Romans, every, allowed them to put him on a cross, take spikes through his, to, through his wrist and through his ankles, right? Crucify him without using his power. Restrained his retaliation. Somebody just look at us wrong. Oh, no, no, that got me twisted. Right? Like, but, but, but it's an opportunity to build power. Uh, character. I said coward. <laughs> Bill character. 
right? They ain't getting away with it. That's why the Bible says vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You keep building in character, I'll take care of this. That's what Jesus was doing. God, you got this. I'm going I'm to embrace what you tell me. I'm going to stay covert until you resurrect me. Remember when we talked about this Resurrection Sunday? God can resurrect you from there. All right? So, so, so when we're climbing, we're climbing in covert. We're climbing in covert. Right? Right? So, look, look at this. He, Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. And we'll, we'll do, I know this is the faith chapter, but we'll just do 20. Start at verse 20. It says, uh, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both his sons, Joseph, both, both the sons of Joseph and worship leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Look, verse 23, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. They saw in a vision what he was supposed to do. Verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, even though he was living in Pharaoh's house, right? When he came to years, when he find, so he was covert in the house. When he came to years, it was like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I got something much more better than this. Look, look at this, verse 25, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Right? Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. So the approach of the Christ, the anointing, was better than the, the temporary riches up front. So again, during this process of climbing Vision Mountain, you're going to, they're, they're, you're going to be offered bribes. You're going to be offered positions. But, but can you stay in covert until God reveals you? Can you, can you trust God to reveal you? And, it's, 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 and the thing is, God gets it. God gets it. He's seen it already. There's plenty of people around you doing things, and they almost are not even engaging you if you're not at their level or above. So they're almost like, what you doing? But can you just say what you're doing? without feeling like what you're doing is worthless. You're at a stage. You're, you're, on, you're on a stage of the mountain. You're not at its peak. And that's where you're supposed to be at that stage. I had a, a young man who was coaching in high school and, um, and you know, just going through plays, if that's another, just getting frustrated, just constantly getting frustrated. And I said, so, so why are you frustrated? Man, I, I just can't get, I said, man, you're in high school, man. This is where you learn basketball. But you're frustrated as if you're supposed to have already, like you're, all, you're supposed to be pro already. This is, the, you're, this is the stage where you're learning. So a lot of us have been on vacation with the kingdom of God. So we're, we, we just recognized there was a mountain that we had to climb. So yes, you're on a different stage of the mountain than somebody else. And just, just, just walk your mountain out. 
Don't worry about how it looks. See, your confidence is God has something great for me at the peak. And, and your peace is what seems uh, humiliating, embarrassing, or less than now has a greater impact when people see this actually becomes my testimony for where I'm going. But if at every stage you present it like you're sweet, you cheat in your character. Right? Allow yourself to embrace the humility on Vision Mount. See, see this is the thing. Uh, Moses said he was focused on the approach of Christ, the anointed one and the anointing. That's what Christ means. So the anointing is looking for the lamb in you, not the lion in you. See, 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 Revelations 5. Let's go there. See, see, while you're on this mountain, don't try to, to front lion status. Embrace lamb status. It all makes sense here. So, Revelations 5. <clears throat> Verse 6, it says, and I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts, and in the, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb. As, look, look, keyword, as a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into the earth. You notice it says a lamb as it had been slain. See, 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 now, now we know in 1 Peter 5, it says uh, Satan goes around what? As what? A roaring lion. Right? So a lion seeks to devour, a lamb seeks to empower. See, 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 so during this process, I'm learning that building the character of Christ so every level I go to, I'll still be a servant and I'll look to empower others. See, God is not trying to to uh, position us in what he's purposed us to do just so we would shine. It's to use us to empower others, right? And so a lamb is always looking to empower. A lion is always looking to devour, right? So that's why Satan goes around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, because he ain't really a lion. Christ went as a lamb, not just a lamb, as a lamb slain because he was looking to empower, right? See, a roaring lion is covered in weakness. The one that's, that's trying to front as a lion is covered in weakness. As a lamb that's been slain is covered in strength. It takes strength to resist uh, saving face, proving yourself, uh, trying to, everywhere you go, trying to show you can get props. It takes strength to just embrace the place where you are and let God resurrect you from there. Weakness is, oh, no, 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 no. See, what I'm, what I'm really doing, I'm actually the uh, senior administrator over operations of the sanitational department in the uh, right wing of our establishment. I'm a janitor. I'm just a janitor at this stage. This is like, that's what I do. I'm a janitor. Like, but, but, but why do I have to present it differently? 
as opposed to let me embrace the humility where I'm at and let God resurrect me from there, right? As I'm climbing this mountain. Again, don't, the thing about covert is good. They don't see you coming. Some of us, you know, you know how they say, as a war, they shoot. Hey, hey, keep your head down. Who's shooting? <laughs> like you're an easy target, right? Just, just keep your head down, man. Right? Keep your pride down. <laughs> right? See, see, see. So, so, so Christ it was not just a lamb, but a lamb that was suffering, right? Not just Christ, but Christ crucified. Right? So it costs more. It's going to cost us more if they see us coming. It's, gonna, it's already a cost, but it's going to cost you more if you see it coming. And some of y'all, they can see you a mile away. I normally say some of us, but I, I'm not saying. <laughs> some of y'all, they can see you a mile away. <laughs> oh, there they go right there. Just take them out. <laughs> Making all, I, I, we were driving the other day, and I said, bang. I said, so, so this is, we're in North Carolina, so this is NASCAR country. So you have a lot of people that have American cars, because American is torque. European cars are precision. So torque is, Vroom! so I said, babe, like, so if the dude was trying to get away with speed, they hear him coming. <laughs> we was driving, I said, who is that? Vroom! I said, and he's flying. I said, well, if the police is there, they won't even, they won't even need their signal. <laughs> Because they see you coming. It costs more when they see you coming, right? And we, we, we did a teaching a, a while back called Special Ops. And we were saying that, uh, you know, the reason why special operations is because we're peculiar people. We're special people, and it requires, it requires a special operation, right? And we said well, his goal is to rescue prisoners of war, right? Because some people are missing in action. And we said something. We said it's a covert operation. That will require a tight strategic insertion, insertion, right, into the enemy's camp to take back the wounded soldiers, right? Insertion. That's what, you know, I mean, I know it's a military term, but, right? Word is insert, right? <laughs> right? That's not, that was, that's incorrect? Insertion. Uh, I-N-S-E-R-T-I-O-N. I'll show you my notes in a second. But I did a little research, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, 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 we can't go in and rescue nobody if they see you coming. Like, like we're too loud. We're too arrogant. We're too selfish. And so, so it's, and, oh, ooh, this is good. Like, so you out there, you out there, you out there at war, so we trying to hide, right? You out there smoking a cigarette. Well, they smell you coming. You out there drinking. They smell you coming. <laughs> right? Oh, there they go right there. I was watching this movie and this guy, they, they made these guys uh, clean up Mess, I'll just say mess. And so they, they, they had broke, broke they, they escaped. But when they escaped, they went into the guy's house. 
It was like a, a cabin way away. It went to the guy's house. So he walks into his house. He sits down. And uh, he's just sitting down. He's like. <laughs> and so he knew they was in the house because they smelled like manure. <laughs> right? Some of us smell like mess. And so the apostles said, oh, no, they're going to go right there. <laughs> Covered in that mess. Right? And so, 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 so. Listen, man, we, we have to, um, don't jump out into all this uh, uh, craziness and compromise. Just embrace the patient climb. Look at 2 Timothy. I'm just going to hit this because we did talk about this when we were talking about special ops. So a part of this mountain is... Along the way, I'm going to be rescuing people on my way up. And, along, and, and most of the time, the people that you rescued on your way up is the people that push you to another level when you get to the peak. But sometimes we live a life where we're skipping people along the way. We're pushing people off the mountain, you know, because <laughs> they're in our way. You know what I'm saying? We're so ambitious to get to what we want. It's at the expense of the people along the way on the mountain. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what Second Timothy is. <laughs> I got it. Don't nobody tell me. I, got it. <laughs> I know somebody's about to get me. All right, Second Timothy uh, 2.10. It says, therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus uh, with eternal glory. Amplified says, for this reason, I am ready to patiently endure all things. Now I'm ready to patiently climb this mountain for the sake of those who are the elect, God's chosen ones, those I'm supposed to rescue and capture, so that they too may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus and with it the reward of eternal glory. See, this is not, so so I'm, I'm, I'm patiently enduring this process of climbing Vision Mountain, not just for me, because it's supposed to be a benefit to others. When you break through, others break through. When you break through, others break through. So, so, so on this climb, climb is going to take a creative patience to conquer the climb. It's going to take creative patience to conquer the climb. See, see, this is God's place of operation. Creative patience is God's place of operation, his sanctuary of rest. Think about it. God takes the time to let us see birth and go through his covert process year after year, when the whole time he has something creatively purposed in every person. But he lets us go through birth. Even Jesus here, God had a plan for him, but he let him go through birth. He let him go through, like, learning to be a carpenter. Like, like how we look at life, we'd be like, what does learning to be a carpenter have to do with what I, I'm, I'm the Messiah. You send me to be a Messiah. What, what does carpentry have to do with it? Are we, are we serious right now? No, I need a job in my purpose. So where's the temple? I, just, I need a job in the temple. That's how we roll. Jesus wasn't in the temple. He was a carpenter. He went through, look at, look at the, the menial task he, he processed through, fixing tables and porches and, you know, roofs and stuff like that. No, no, not one time was he preaching a sermon. 
necessarily in, a, in the synagogue. Look at his process. But see, we above that. Nah, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm bigger than this. This was my issue with art school. I went to one school, Weekway High School, and because they discovered I, that I had a talent in art, I was sent to arts high school on the weekends. First class, they had us drawing uh, glasses with shadows. I was like, are we serious? A glass with a shadow? You're in the art, right? Like, you know, basically I could draw a square, add some ovals to it, and then I'll add a, a shadowed oval at the bottom. We got a glass with a shadow. I, I draw superheroes. This is what I was saying to myself. This is, this, I used to tell the guys in the class, like, man, I, you know, I don't even know what we're doing this, man. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm at a whole nother level. See, see, I couldn't stay in covert. Right? now, nah, but I was like, man, I'm at, please, man. Listen, I, I draw Iron Man, this, that, and the other. And so I, I didn't go to class anymore. So what I did was I took the money that I was supposed to go catch the bus, and I walked. Well, it might have took me an hour, hour and a half to downtown Newark, went to the arcade. I, you know, I love playing pinball. I played pinball, bought me a comic book, uh, you know, one of my Marvel comic books or something. And then I walked back home. So the time frame was almost like he was in school. I, I went to school for the longest. I never went back. <laughs> but you see, but, but, but I, I felt I was bigger than that. See, I, I felt I was above it. I didn't stay in covert. Yeah, I, I walked onto the team in college. And uh, so, you know, I thought you had to try it every year. I ain't know, I was naive. And then, uh, so they came to me, he's like, the coach was asking why you didn't come to the, 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 the next year try it. I was the captain of the team, so I was on the team, but I didn't know that. So instead of me going, oh, my bad, like, what y'all, y'all need me? I was like, man, what I look like? I, I cursed back then, so I'm not gonna use the curses. Man, run up and down the court, running two, 20 suicides, I ain't gonna play. Man, please. But, you know, would add, add curses, right? And so, so I, I'm older now. They probably was like, the dude just walked onto the team. We made him a captain of the JV team. He wasn't a recruit. Like, he should, he should be happy he's on the team and be wanting to go through the system, climb the mountain, learn the game. Nah, nah, nah. I'm sweet. I wasn't sweet. I was fronting <laughs> as a roaring lion. I was high in weakness. <laughs> I was high in my naivety. Like we all do now, right? If you can't do it, you just can't do it. Guess what? That's how you learn to do it. Look, if you can't do it, you can't do it. That's how you learn to do it. That's how I learn stuff. Like, no, nah, I don't know what that is. Show me. Show me. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> right? So, so, so going through this pro- process, um, The individual may receive clues, but is mostly clueless to God's overall plan during this process. We have to patiently grow through learning how to yield to his voice, even though we may be the greatest speakers in the world. So sometimes we're great speakers, but we still got to learn to yield to his voice. Because a great speaker that's not yielding to God's voice is just talking a whole lot of stuff they think is sweet. They're making nothing sound good. I know I used to do it. 
I used to make nothing sound good. And I tell you right now, I don't have no idea what I was telling those people. And neither do you. <laughs> right? We have to look at how patiently um, God has us patiently wait on the character, even when we're the greatest athlete in the world, because he wants us, uh, he, he wants to forge or help us to handle what our ability is going to produce. The greatest pastor, uh, he wants to teach him how to handle the anointing. Even though what for the foundations of the world, this person is a pastor. The businessman had to handle his money. Look at how he allows us to develop coordination, rhythm, and poise, faith, and compassion, and focus throughout our lives. The whole time preparing us for something great. But very rarely does he get people to break into greatness because when it's uncomfortable on the mountain, people, they, they start to rest. You know, you guys are talking about, I haven't been there yet. It was a Crowder's, Crowder's Mountain. And so, so my wife said the first time they went, the halfway up, they was like, they was tempted to turn, turn around. But the thought is, we're already halfway there. Right? They, and it was, it's, 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 so a lot of times we're climbing and it's frustrating. Listen, I'm on your team. It's frustrating. When you're believing for a lot more, you're experiencing a lot less, and you're on this mountain, and it looked like, is there an end to this mountain? <laughs> There's got to be an end to this mountain. It's, it, I get it, but our trust, that's why we got to lock into God, because God will reveal to you, you'll see that mountain's peak so clear, as if you're there already. And you'll look up, and you'll find yourself at the peak. But let me ask you, what's been the benefit of quitting halfway up the mountain? Like, like, so you go back, you're traveling the same distance that it would take to get to the peak. <laughs> That's like swimming half, halfway across the water. And nah, I think I'm done with this. I'm turning around and go back. Well, the same distance it took you to get to that far is the distance it takes you to get to the other side. The difference is when you go back, you're going you're gonna to see what you left. What was frustrating you? When you go ahead, you'll find something that you've never seen before. Right. All right so, so, so this process on Vision Mountain, um, as we're climbing it, let's go back to, or not back, we're still in it. Second Timothy 2, let's drop down here, verse 19. 2 Timothy 2, 19. It says, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. It says, but in the great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. Right. It says, uh, verse 21, if a man therefore purge himself of these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet or fit for the master's use and prepared for every good work. Right, and it goes on to say, flee also, also, flee also youthful lust and follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You know, it goes on to talk about foolish and unlearned questions and different things of that nature. But the thing is, it's saying there's people in, in a great house, in God's great plan, in God's great vision, some of honor and some of dishonor. It says, but no one wants to be a person of dishonor. 
It says, okay, get rid of the inequity. It says, if you get rid of the inequity, it says, and then flee youthful lusts in, in these different things. It says, but don't just get mad because someone's honored when you're not doing what it takes to be honored. Like you want to be honored because of proximity or longevity, not by doing what God is requiring to be honored. And it's not a bad thing if you're not being honored necessarily because you can do what it takes to be honored. Get up that mountain. Stop running around it. Stop trying to get around it. Stop running down. Stop turning around. Get your butt up that mountain. Be consistent on the climb. Right? See, that's why it's a creative climb. It's a creative, patient climb because you have to see what you can't see. The scripture says, don't look on the things that you see for the temporal. Look on the things that you can't see for the eternal. 2 Corinthians 4.18, 2 Corinthians 5.7, it says, we walk by faith and not by sight. See, we need faith to keep going when it looks like it's insurmountable. So, 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 you know, think about it. We've been using faith. We use faith to go, well, ain't nobody going to want me. Well, they probably don't like me. Well, ain't nobody going to pick me. Okay, so you haven't been in a situation yet and it hasn't happened, but you're using your faith for it's not going to happen. You use the same faith to believe everybody's going to pick you and everybody wants you. So I'm going to prepare for being picked. So, uh, it says Luke 9.62. Let's look at Luke 9.62. Again, we're talking about Vision Mountain, and, and, and we attach mountain because we said vision is a mountain. It's, it's, it's a process. It's, a, it's, it's, it's something that you have to climb. It's some things that you have to endure. There's no convenient way to reach its peak. <clears throat> look at this. Uh, verse 62, it says, Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looketh back is fit for the kingdom of God. It, what do they tell you when you, when you elevate on higher heights? Don't look down. <laughs> don't look down. Don't look at the reality of the position you're in right now. It may intimidate you. You may start thinking about the possibility of falling. But great uh, mountain climbers don't look down. They just look ahead. So they just see the next, the next best step or, or where they need to engage that clamp, you know, or, or what ledge is going to get them to the next level. They ain't got no time to be looking, looking down and looking back. It may make them think about the possibility of falling. And if falling is a consideration, falling is a consideration. <laughs> right? So, 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 <clears throat> This, 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 this process on this mountain is what great men, men and women of God go through as God is building their testimony. See, as, as you're going through the climb and you, you've shared the reality of every step, the reality of every step is, nah, I can't afford that. Nah, I'm not going to be able to come visit because don't have the money. Nah. Um, and, you know, right now, you know, I got some, I, I'm moving, I got some, I, I'm moving some things, I got some things moving, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, this might not be a good time because, you know, I'm always moving stuff. No, I'm not moving nothing. You know, that's at, at the stage where I couldn't come, yeah, I was, yeah, I was moving something. Debt. <laughs> I was juggling around debt, so I couldn't come. At every stage, there's a reality. And that reality is what God converts into your testimony when you get to the mountain's peak. And your, your testimony has a greater impact because people go, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. 
look at this step, look at this process. And look at but, if, but if I'm hiding stages, I'm lessening the impact if I ever even get to the peak. Because people are like, oh, man, they got to the peak. Man, can't nobody do that. Now, I, I just looked up, and they was at the top, man, seriously. I ain't even go through nothing. No, you want, you want people to experience your process. The Bible says, look, you overcome them by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. See, that blood is the life, that, the, the life, life, life given up. See, there's life in the blood. He gave up the blood. He gave up life. He gave up what was important to him, right? And it says, and the word of your testimony, that's, he gave up life, but the word of your testimony, those are the lives you reap. You overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. See, your testimony of, the, uh, of every step in your process actually inspires others to move out of being stuck. Some people are asleep. Uh, you know, you had, the, uh, I think it was the children of Edom, different, the Edomites, stuff like that, was living in the mountain. Now, some people camp, camped out on levels in the mountain when they're supposed to be climbing. When they hear your testimony, it motivates them to move. It motivates them to move. So the life you gave up to climb to the mountain's peak actually reaps life that will climb to their mountain's peak. Now God can get what he wants. All creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. That's Romans 8, 19. After Romans 8, 18, the sufferings of this present time aren't worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Right? So we have to go through. See, the, the difficulty uh, is most men and women have never truly been in an accountable relationship where they have committed to be faithful in climbing another man's mountain. I repeat. The difficulty is most men and women have never truly been in an accountable relationship where they have committed to be faithful and climbing another man's mountain. So very few have walked in God's intended vision for their lives, their own. Scripture says you're faithful to another man's got to give you your own. So sometimes when you climb in that mountain, you're in covert. You're behind the scenes. You're assisting in someone else. It could be your, your, your child. It could be your employer, it could be ministry, you're assisting someone else in elevating, and the whole time nobody knows who you are. You know, I always use uh, uh, different scenarios of these different uh, coaches that, that, that's won championships and Super Bowls, and I look back at old footage, and they were sitting on somebody's bench, ain't nobody know who they were. They, was, they helped somebody else win a Super Bowl or win a championship, and then that put them in a position where God gave them their own. So they climb the mountain and assist in someone else, right? Very few people do that. Um, see, God wants us to, you know, some, uh, some of us begin. We begin the process of climbing, but we aren't faithful until we come into total transformation to be changed into another man. The faithfulness is not, is not um, when you're tired. It's until God converts you into another man. I remember uh, uh, Saul uh, was changed into another man, 1 Samuel 10, 6. So it's amazing how we start out on Vision Mountain in our own strength. But as soon as we reach the end of ourselves, we turn around. So we do, we start out. But see, this end, this place of discovering our limits, uh, the lack of, lack of control is the place of breakthrough, not failure. 
The place where you discover your limits and lack of control is, is a place of breakthrough, not failure. Because now, in your time of weakness, he could be strong. Right? So, so these limits, you know, that we, we, we recognize when we get there, uh, the lust, the fears have been there all the time in covert. You don't know they're there until you've reached them, until you reach this place where now I have to change. I have to stop. I have to shift. And some people hit the override button or the pretend button and pretend that, oh, no, 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 I don't have to do this right now. I could defer this to when. Like we was talking about if not now, when. See, see, when you reach your limit, now faith must rise to the surface. When you reach your limit, faith must rise to the surface. Scripture says, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it can't bring forth fruit. Right? Except that, that seed is buried and broken, it can't release what's in it. And so when we commit, we bury ourselves in God's vision. As we're on the vision mountain, it, it, it squeezes us, it puts pressure, and it breaks us. But it breaks our will to release what's in our spirit, man. What God has purposed the whole time. Yes, before the foundation of the world, God called you a prophet or, or a pastor or a teacher or, or a phenomenal entrepreneur or whatever. Yes, that is, that is exactly on it. But are you allowing yourself to go through the mountain of brokenness so he can release what's in you? Or are you trying to get to this place at your convenience? Right? You don't get to fulfillment at your convenience. It's impossible. Right? The Bible says just shall live by faith. Steady believing is what the, mes- the message says. The just shall live by steady believing. Not believing every once in a while. Committed to believing. To, to, to get, like, and maybe I'll do it before the next time I teach it, which will be Wednesday, so I'll do some quick research. But, but, I, but when, I was, uh, when I was in school, black history class, they talked about uh, uh, Matthew Henderson being the first at the North Pole because he was the guide to the person that got the credit for being the first person at the North Pole. You know, so, so you know, because we had, in Newark, we had black history. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they talked about Matthew Henderson, so I, so I remember. But when we was going through the story and we was talking about it and I was just thinking about and I was just thinking about people climbing mountains and over the years they have this person climbed Mount Everest. This person, well, these hundreds of people tried to climb. <laughs> you know, frostbite, all types of and each level is, is 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 phenomenal. Each level you go to is phenomenal. It's not like, oh, we're just gonna do 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 go up the mountain. Uh, uh, what is it? Crowded mountain? Nothing compared to these guys climbing all these different feet, but it takes a lot. It takes a lot of faith. They have to steady believe they can get to the peak. Through winds, through storms, through frostbite, through whatever, they got to steady believe at every level. Because it's, 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 it's unimaginable. When you, if you interview them, it's unimaginable. But I think vision is the same way. I think you got to steady believe as you go through storms and winds. I think it's unimaginable, tempted to be frozen in the same place. It seems uh, unbearable. I can't take it anymore. But you got to allow yourself to be broken 
to, to, to release yourself to the next level and the next level and the next level. And, and what's so interesting is the higher you get to the top of the mountain, the more faith you need to see through the clouds. The higher you get to the mountain, the more faith you need to see through the clouds. So, so, I, so I worked in upstate New York, so when you, when you start driving to where you're at, you're driving in the mountains. And sometimes we would take the kids to uh, it's, it's a place called Bear Mountain in New York. And my wife wouldn't like th- this, this ride because Bear Mountain, they, I mean, they might have changed it, but, you know, I had like those little metal things on the side of the road, but you ride literally up the mountain like this. But if you, and you know, if you're in a car or if you're in a truck, we used to be in a van, you really can't see the, the little metal pieces, you know, like you, so it looks like you're just looking over the cliff. You know, she, she hates stuff like that, right? So, but the thing is, you, you're just riding up the mountain, but as you get higher and higher, you notice something. What we call fog, it gets foggy, but it's really, you, you're, you're elevating in the clouds. And so, so you have to really pay attention because you can't, See as clear. Right? So the higher you get, the more faith you need to see through the clouds. And so as you're elevating, sometimes when you've been tempted, some of the different things you've gone through, what's frustrated you is it was hard to see through the clouds. So, so, so this, you know, again, vision is, does indicate it's something that we need to see. Vision does, it, does indicate that, that we're going to have to believe beyond what we see. And so, you know, as we're, we're preparing for this year's vision, because, you know, we've watched it, uh, and we might do it. I just don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I got to do before the end of the year. But if you go through all the visions, you look at all the steps. You know, I just sit around and I, I, I marvel um, so, so, so I pray all the time. And one of the things I pray for, the wisdom and provision for Ayers Christian Center Church, Ayers Christian Center staff, and Ayers Campus. I've been praying this since the dance studio. I, I think I've been praying that since the dance studio. Right? We didn't have a campus. And we didn't have a staff. <laughs> right? But I've been praying it. I consistently pray it. And so... When we moved to uh, 8015, because it was a, a lease option to buy, I was like, okay, this is going to be, this is what God was talking about. This is going to be the campus. Well, then we had, we had to leave, <laughs> and then we went to the shopping center. <laughs> and, you know, in my imagination, I was like, well, maybe we're going to buy the whole shopping center, and, you know, we could build, build a gym over here and back of where the, uh, the barbershop was. So we could take this area, build a gym over here, and then maybe just pave out the parking lot, and we do, you know, maybe, you know and maybe we can build a couple of tiers higher, you know, to create a, or, or add on, knock down some walls, create a sanctuary. This is how my mind was thinking, because I'm, I'm still looking for Ayers Campus, <laughs> right? And then we come here. And I've just been watching. Like, I was like, God, God is amazing, but it's his vision. That's the thing. His, it's his vision. And I should tell you, I've just been consistently, besides praying for everybody, consistently praying this. Consistently. Like, it's like default. And but, you, but, but there's a lot of clouds you have to see through. 
There's stages where people call you up. So how many members you got? Well, right now, well, we had 35, but, but four left. Well, we actually had 60, but nine just revolted. You know, well, I didn't say revolt. I just said that to y'all. I just said, well, this is, one person tripped and, and, and some other people followed. But I didn't have to tell them that. Based on all the people that, that came to the church, came in and out of the church, committed to the church, I could have I padded the stats. I told them exactly what the situation is. Now, I'll be honest with you now, I really don't know because I try not to, you know, there's a pride with counting. So when it gets to a point where we can't um, properly seat everybody, you got to count because then you got to go to multiple services. But the interview people, you call people who talk to me, I'll tell them exactly the truth because I really believe what God has shown us. I, I believe, and so we'll climb the vision. As much as we're doing more than, or we're doing some things people would love to do, there's so much more that God has planned for us to do. And so we're climbing a vision mountain too, you know, embracing the stages, the humilities. Um, you know, people, be, people are amazed at our salaries and stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you, we got peace because we ain't worried about the church. <laughs> you know, we're going to eat. We ain't worried about that. But we got a tremendous amount of peace. And we're talking to people that <laughs> they're almost looking like, Oh, well, you really don't make no money, so how are you going to talk to me? We don't care about that. We're fine because we're on Vision Mountain, and God has shown us that it's peak. And so as, as we, we're going to talk about this uh, Wednesday also, and then, of course, next Sunday we'll be talking about the church vision. Um, challenge yourself to, to, to sit down and listen to God. Hear what his vision is, even if you're in your funk, even if you had your mind made up as to what you wanted to do or how you wanted to handle the situation. Be like David, inquire of the Lord. And, and this, is, this is the thing, with vision, uh, we, we did the teaching um, pictures and pieces. Like, so, so vision is like a softball. It's, it's a softball in the air, and so when it first gets hit in the air, you think you're under it. But then as it gets closer, you keep moving, right, to meet the softball, because you thought you knew where it was at until it got closer. So as it gets closer, it gets clear. Vision is like that. As you get closer and closer, it gets clearer and clearer. So this is the thing. Write down the pieces. Write down what you can see. The Bible says we know in part. It says we're looking at uh, as in a riddle or an enigma. Like it says a dim reflection of reality is what 1 Corinthians 13, 12 says in the Amplified. Right? It says, but then you'll see as you're known or you'll see face to face. You'll see clear. But the thing is, it doesn't mean I'm going, to, I'm going to wait on vision until I see it totally clear. What it's saying is gather in the pieces. So with a puzzle, you pour out the pieces, right? And so you have a vision of, of what the puzzle looks like on the box, right? And you start to find like pieces and put them together, right? Until eventually you put together the whole picture. Same thing with vision. Pieces starts coming to you. You're seeing a vision but the pieces are, are not coming totally together yet. But you got to write down the pieces. You got to act on what God tells you. Don't, don't try to finish the mountain in one day. It's a, it's a journey. It's not a sprint. And just be obedient. Take the next best step from there. Do this follow-up. Do this research. Make this move. 
and, and just let it all evolve and play out. But don't, don't, don't allow your urgency, your fear, your hands to get in the way because you can actually unintentionally, sometimes intentionally, unintentionally change the picture. Because God didn't tell you to do that. God told you to do this. Uh, uh, Felipe was talking about it in Guy Talk yesterday of, of when Saul got specific instructions. And so Saul, you saw, okay, take everybody out. So then Sam, Samuel showed up. He says, that sheep I hear? He said, yeah. He said, yeah, man, you know, we, we, hey, we took some of the good sheep. We got some gold, this, that, and the other. He said, but what did God tell you to do? God, you changing the picture. God never told you to take their stuff. But I think that was similar to uh, uh, when they took up the accursed things in, in Joshua. God told them, don't take none of their stuff, but aching in them, it's a couple bars of gold. He took an accursed thing, and they started to lose battles. So I think it was similar in, in Saul's case. No, I want you taking none of their stuff. It's accursed. I think it's similar to, uh, was it Elijah and Gehazi, when he refused to take the king's clothes, and then the servant goes back and says, my master's just tripping, man. You know, I, I got you. Okay. See, see, he didn't want to stand covert. Mom, I'm about to get paid on this one. You can give me the money, give me the clothes, good. When he came back, I said, where you been? What? Nah, you know, get a bite to eat at Subway. He said, no, 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 no. He said, you went back and got stuff. He says, I didn't take those clothes for a reason. Leprosy was attached to it. Now it's attached to you. Right? All because he couldn't wait. He was, listen, he, he was serving a man of God. The man of God he was serving ended up being anointed for serving a man of God. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, he, and, and waited. He waited. Patient. Oh, climbing Vision Mountain. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's kind of like, like, like when, I, when I think about what Felipe was talking about, actually Felipe didn't know what I was teaching on, but he was teaching on, I think, Wait on the Lord. Was, it, was that the name of it? Close. It was something like that. Or how to wait. It was something like that. Close. Um, and, uh, but, but, but all the examples he gave. Like, the, saw the kingdoms was coming at him. He couldn't wait. He couldn't trust God. Even though he had got instructions. Bring me to Ephah. I'm going I'm to make myself a priest. And I'm going to offer up. He couldn't wait on Samuel. Got overconfident. Overconfident trips us up on, this, on this, this vision mountain climb. Right? Embrace your humility and trust. God loves you and his plan is always better than ours. All right, that's all for today. We'll, we'll talk about vision mountain part two on Wednesday. Let's stand, stand on our feet and we can pray and we'll be done for the day.